You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Coming to you live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio and on Dish Network. And for the next couple of hours, we are going to talk about Black Monday in the NFL. Well, I guess it would be like Black Sunday, Black Tuesday. Also, go through some of the things that took place over this past weekend. Got some playoff matchups to look forward to to get ready for as we start 2018. Also, the college football playoffs took place. Want to discuss a little bit of that, too. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, Happy New Year, my man. How's it going? Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk the next two hours of uh, Bill's playoff football. Uh, Bill's Mafia. Shout out to Bill's Mafia making it to the playoffs in the AFC, Matt Medica. How'd you feel when it all went down? Uh, it, was a, it was a wide range of emotions. It looked uh, like it was going to be darkness and sadness, and it was just pure jubilation when Tyler Boyd caught that pass and just kept running. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. <laughs> I know that you see the videos from around the, and you know from the from the locker room and from different bars in Buffalo and stuff like that. It looked like Buffalo Bills fans were really really enjoying this, and you can't I can't blame them. You know, my favorite was the Bills fans in Miami watching it on TV. And yeah, you see Thurman Thomas on top of the table. Nice, that good job, good. Jake. You feel good for Bills Mafia, don't you? Come on, Jake, show some love to Bills Mafia. What do I got a problem with? Why would I have a problem with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. I don't know. I'm happy for them too. They just yeah, have one. Rather save them in there than the Ravens. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, I agree with you on that. <laughs> thank, thank Nothing against that. the Ravens. That's a tough loss for Ravens fans too, though. To be honest with you, because that's a team that they were on the done on the brink of the playoffs. They kind of had that thing in the bag, and then they Ravened it. Well, yeah. And when I saw in the second half, the Bengals took the fourteen point lead on the interception for the touchdown. Yeah, I was like, "There's just way too much time." It's like thirteen minutes to go in the third quarter. The and elite, somehow, the elite Joe Flacco did not pull off the finish <laughs> to lead the Baltimore Ravens. I was Ravens. so happy about that. <laughs> to lead the Baltimore Ravens into the playoffs. But we do got the matchup set for Wild Card Weekend in the NFC and AFC. Want to get into some of those contests, break those down. Also, like I said, the college football playoffs as we get ready for the national championship coming up next week, Monday. Try to get Joe Lisi on at some point this week as we get two SEC teams as the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs will meet in Atlanta for the national championship. So we'll get ready to break that down a little bit, talk about those contests yesterday. And uh, the Rose Bowl was fantastic. Double overtime game, so good times right there. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. When we come back, though, on the other side, I want to start to break it down from the NFL standpoint before we get into these coaching changes. I do want to look at the playoff bracket in the NFC, talk about the Atlanta Falcons, Getting in at that sixth seed, they'll be traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams at the Rose Bowl. No, not at the Rose Bowl. It'll be at the, where the Rams play at, which might as well be outside <laughs> because it's going to be 40 people at the game anyway. Then, of course, the marquee matchup of the weekend. We'll get inside and get ready to break that down as we come back right away as the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers meet for the third time in a battle of NFC South supremacy. This team right here, the winner of this game, very well could be in the NFC Championship as the Philadelphia Eagles would probably be on deck next. So we'll get ready to break that down. 
Saints, Panthers. Look at the other stuff in the NFC. Well, from rolling. Happy New Year. It's Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Definitely in a celebratory mood today. Shout out to Bills Mafia, NFL playoffs getting ready to start. All the Week 17 champions. Don't let me forget about you guys. Congratulations. Game balls go to you guys for playing no. through Week 17 and winning a championship. Jake, you're not going to let me give a shout out to the Week 17, the people that won a chip in Week 17? No, just like anybody who thanked me, I was like, yeah, congratulations. It's still stupid. It is. Like, it I, is. I have- I have somebody from the news station that I started doing that little spot with this year that wants to take me out to lunch because he won two championships and his son won one using my advice. I'm like, I, I don't really even want to because you shouldn't have been playing week 17. Jake, you got to go ahead and get that lunch, Jake. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a free lunch. Yeah, yeah so. there you go right there. That is the angle way. Um, but we do have some sad <laughs> We do have some sad news to report from Studio 34. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the frozen tundras of Studio 34. Um, as you can see, if you've been with us all season long, our table our desk in here when we get the youtube audience come in it's empty we still have the fun co-pops over there but if you notice there is no fish tank uh it's uh, sorry to announce at around uh around 7 25 a.m eastern time this morning ted finn jr was pronounced dead that's i know it's very heartbreaking so finn jr has been removed to an, another location um and uh, just uh, it's a tough season, long season. But Ted Finn made it through the entire NFL season all the way past week 17. So shout out to Ted Finn. Uh, rest in peace to Ted Finn. And uh, um, Ted Finn is no longer with us. Matt Medica definitely makes it a little bit uh, difficult to uh, come in here today. It's uh, I'm in a sunken place. Yes, there is a void in the studio, a void in our hearts. But I'm happy that Ted Finn... Got to see Tyler Borden make that catch. The Bills finally returned to the playoffs after many, many years. So Didn't know Ted Finn was a Bill fan. <laughs> is this for real? Is this like for real, for real? Yes, no, Jake, Ted Finn is no longer with us. We noticed this right. morning that, yeah, Ted Finn. So, first of all, like I said, I think it has to do with the cold temperatures. I in that room. Yeah, like yeah, he fro- uh, the second part is, so what do I win? Because I said 2018. Oh, you made it. Oh, Jake, Jake won the pool. Jake, oh, Jake won the pool, so we got to figure out what we're going to send the all-in kid. Yeah. <laughs> you can send me 10 fits so I can bury him in the backyard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can throw 10 fits in the backyard. Um, I think I, I'll be doing Dane's show all all week this week, uh, lineup lock in, 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 the, in the fantasy freestyle. So definitely check in and tune out for that. But... I don't know. I, I got some been invited to a couple of playoff leagues, draft leagues, Matt, 
So I don't know. Got to look at my schedule and figure out when I'm going to get the time to do it. I may have to do a slow one. But you're in one right now. Can you explain us some of the rules and stuff like that and kind of where you're at? Because I believe, if not mistaken, you're in the middle of a playoff slow draft. Uh, that is correct. Uh, we are in round, let me get this, round eight. Oh, you're oh, getting pretty deep. Yeah, we're getting pretty I think we're doing like 20 rounds. Huh? Okay, it's 20 rounds of a playoff league. It's, wow. It's six. Uh, it's Tyler Gabriel. NFC Hall of Famer, Christopher Carroll. You know, baseball, football, extraordinaire, Glenn Lowy, Andy Saxton, John Bosch, uh, Matthew Bannister. So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun, good competition. I have a call. How many to team ma- leagues? Six? Six, yeah. Six, okay. I have a call to make. My only wide receiver is Antonio Brown. What's your lineup still roster so far? All right, right now I have the Pittsburgh quarterbacks, the Rams quarterbacks, uh, Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, Kelsey Ertz, and Antonio Brown. Kelsey Ertz. All right, so cool. You got tight ends situated. So, yeah, I do think wide receiver is the way that you need to go. Uh, for Jake, being that there's no link, we'll go live. And uh, would you go Mohamed Sanu, Devin Funches, or Tevin Coleman's still out there, but I'm, I'm kind of kind of waning on that. I need a receiver. Uh, I don't like either because I don't really. I want somebody that's going to advance further. I know, but that's really just not an option. That's, that's really that's all you got I, at this yeah, point. It's like oh, the other guy I'm considering is uh, Rashad Matthews. <laughs> Rashad. Uh, take one of these. I go. I go Sanu. I think mm-hmm. the Falcons have a better chance at advancing than the Panthers do. Yeah, I think out of the group right there, I would say Sanu also. No, no is, is, what about the, the Chiefs? Obviously, Tyreek Hill is. Well, wow. You playing banking on a chief wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, I'm... There is no such thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> I was hoping that either Sammy Watkins or Martavis Bryant would Would've make that to me, but John Bosch took both of them on the turn. And that was... What about Darius Haywood Bay? <laughs> no, I'm going to Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> stranger things have happened. One game of Sanu is better than ten games of Darius Haywood Bay. Yeah, yeah. a career of Darius Haywood Bay, <laughs> more than likely. All right, so who it is. Thank you, fellas. All in, kid. The marquee <laughs> matchup this weekend, the 4 o'clock game on Sunday in Wild Card Weekend, is the, 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 the trilogy of the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. The Saints 2-0 versus the Panthers this season, kind of beating them down a couple times. Saints coming in this game as the favorite. You got Cam Newton and Drew Brees. What makes this game even more interesting, Jake, is there's a good chance that the winner of this game could end up in the NFC Championship game. We expect the Eagles to be a cakewalk of this playoff series because of um, Carson Wentz's injury. When you look at this game, Saints and Panthers, what steps, what jumps out to you first and foremost? Whether or not you're going to see a passing offense at all from the Saints, it's going to continue to be what we saw so far this year. And just the balanced offense is just what's, you know, we talked about it, we joked about it. The numbers for Drew Brees are the lowest they've been passing-wise since 2009, 2008, when, you know, oh, look, when they won a Super Bowl. So it'll be interesting to see if this run continues and potentially have a Super Bowl run. Although the thing is, though, if the Panthers win and the Rams win, they don't get their, yeah. the Panthers wouldn't get the uh, the Eagles. No, they would have to go to a different situation versus the Minnesota Vikings, which is going to be very tough also. Matt, when you look at these two NFC South teams, the NFC South takes three teams to the playoffs. I kind of feel like an NFC South team is going to be in the Super Bowl. New Orleans, New Orleans Saints seem to be in a good spot right here. But here goes your boy, Cam Newton. We've seen bad Cam for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, we've seen bad Cam for a couple of weeks. Uh, it is going to be interesting. I would love to see for this trilogy – like the promo be by one of those monster truck announcers. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. I'm this still, Sunday yeah. <laughs> in New Orleans Superdome, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, did you get the breaking news, by the way? Uh-oh. Who fired now? 
Yeah, no, that's what I, I got to tell you. Reading the beginning of this text, I, oh, wow. But, yeah, so the, the, the text message we've got from one our, our boss, Mike Cardano. There's a pending investigation on the death of Ted Finn oh. Jr. An autopsy will perform. No son will be left unturned. Our sources at this time are looking at the exuberant Bills fans as primary suspects. We will get help make these developments and get more information. Uh-oh. I, I will admit, I was here Sunday freezing alongside of Ted Finn. Y'all was here together. I did forget to feed him though. the last people here the last people in the studio were members of bill's mafia on that on that yep. crazy day this is going to be interesting matt Matika. you might be getting a, a subpoena what interesting is, the last person in the studio was fantasy jesus i didn't think if anybody could have saved him and yeah it would have been the fantasy jesus <laughs> interesting developments so we'll keep you abreast of the situation as we try to figure out what happened with ted finn jr if you go on fntsy youtube channel i had the uh the um and the humble honor of eulogizing Ted Finn this morning, so you may want to check that out. But Matt Medica, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, round three, go around. Bad cam, and bad, and bad cam, bad cam, and then you know, I can see him winning this game. I can I, too. As <laughs> good as the too. Niners, I mean, no, as good as the Saints are. You know, it's, I, I know that stat fourteen and five. You crazy, right? That is crazy. I would. I would have thought it was really? the other see, way. I can't. I can't see them winning. I just because the maybe a healthy Funches, they would have a shot. But you know, down the stretch, he wasn't near a hundred. They never backed towards a hundred percent. And if he's not even close to a hundred percent, he has no prayer of doing anything against Lattimore. So you take that away, and what's left at this point? That, that's that's my biggest concern. Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. And the yeah. thing about it is, are they going to be able? Are, are they going to be able to scheme McCaffrey right? Or in, in his camp, well, see Cam has to outplay Breeze, and McCaffrey has well, to outplay so, the Saints running backs. Here's the next thing that Corey. So I think was it on this show or is it on Target where I brought up the fact that that myth of the three game yeah, situation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he's saying. Fourteen yeah. and five. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So there you go. That, oh, I, I I missed it with the whole tag game thing. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's, so yeah. So to that, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it was the same thing I, I brought up earlier this year. Is that it's actually more likely that they go three and zero. Yes, that is I crazy. Think, right? I think it's going to have to be that that run defense is really going to have to step up yeah. for Carolina. And Jonathan Stewart saying he's healthy. Yeah, the back stepping up. I think it should be that three headed monster. Cam, same scene. Jonathan Stewart. They, those are the guys and that got to get it done. The ball control and move the chains. They have to go on the road and get it done. Drew Brees and that crew rolling right now. They're going to be tough at home. But I would be very, very. I would not count the Carolina Panthers out. I believe we said the game was that the Saints were a six point favorite. Six and a half. I think yeah. everybody's at least a five and a half. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina is not going to. Carolina. If the Carolina. If this, this is going to be a field goal game, in my opinion. You think it be? Nah, I don't think you, so. you think you think the Saints can drag them, Jake? Yeah, I think the Saints can put up. I'd say close to twenty-five, thirty. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard. I to think get the big difference number. in this game, and everybody's going to point to Kamara and stuff. I think it's Michael Thomas. I think okay. Michael Thomas is is the one that's going to win it for the Saints. And another game in the NFC we want to break down and discuss and talk about that is the Atlanta Falcons, the defending NFC champs, traveling all the way out west. To take on the Rams, the L.A. Rams. This is that's right. This is not this is the Rams, not the Clippers. Do the Rams and the Clippers share a stadium? No, I don't nah. think they're, they're okay. playing the same one. But that's how nobody it, comes see the games. Yeah. That's how uninterested <laughs> in, in Los Angeles football I am. I don't even know if they play in the same stadium or not. So basketball doesn't share with anybody but basketball. Yeah, there you go. The Clippers. Unless you're Syracuse. Syracuse are the only ones that play in a stadium that's not that's okay. actually shared by a football team. Oh, that's right. Say, so, there you go, right there. When we come back, start to break down. Falcons and Rams also start to look ahead to the AFC playoff bracket. 
Kansas City and Tennessee, Buffalo and Jacksonville, and also telephone lines open 844-843-6879. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Wild card weekend in the NFL. Wild card weekend right here, FNTSY Radio. We got you covered. 844-843-6879. You want to hang out and want to chat. Whatever you want to do, we got your back. Saints and Panthers, Rams, Falcons, Tennessee Titans, and the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, getting it done. Uh, the Rams and the Falcons. Interesting football game right here. You got the defending NFC champions, Jake, versus the new kids on the block. The Rams have the home field advantage. They are also the favorite. I think this Falcon team is is time and a half, and I think they're going to go out there, quite possibly win this game, but this is not going to be a cakewalk for the Rams. I think the narrative on this Falcon team all season has been wrong. When you look at their offense, they're you're comparing their offense against last year's historic offense. The Falcons have been better offensively than people think, and I think the Falcons could very well go on and run again, but it starts with this Rams game right here. What do you think about the Falcons' season and this matchup with the Rams? Well, the season's been disappointing, and all, uh, there's two factors here. The defense has been struggling at times, but also the de- or the offense, I'm sorry. Offense has been struggling at times, but if you look at last year, there was going to be a drop-off even if Shanahan stayed, even if they played great all season long. Because last year's touchdown ratio that they had on anything, on passing, on times in the red zone, all those things were way above of anything that's been seen before since Peyton Manning when he threw for the 50-plus touchdowns, since anything before that. So that's already going to take a step back. And then you have the adjustment from out of the, the offense at the Sarkeesian's offense. It definitely has struggled at times. There was a slow start to the season. It went back down in the middle of the season, bounced back around. So it's been inconsistent, but to your point, we're talking about a Rams team that basically has zero playoff experience. I mean, there's a few players in there, but no players of severe impact that can really say they've been to the playoffs. And you have a team that just went to the Super Bowl last year, so that's always going to be a factor when you talk about teams in the playoffs. So it wouldn't surprise me which way it goes. I'm actually more invested in this one. I'm more interested to see this one because I think that the Saints easily win against the Panthers. Saturday night NFC matchup after the snooze, the snore fest that will be Kansas City and Tennessee. The thing I think about Matt Medica, if I had to say right here today on Tuesday, I would give the Rams a slight advantage because one thing I know about this is two the two the two best players on the football field are Todd Gurley and Julio Jones. I know Todd Gurley is going to get his share to work. And uh, if you want to put maybe the three best players in the field, what about uh, Aaron Donald? Uh, yeah, no doubt. So, mm-hmm. I mean, can't forget and he that. Got, he got a week to rest. I'm hoping it's the Rams for this uh, playoff draft I'm in. That would go over very well for me. <laughs> I've been uh, saying Minnesota all along. But um, uh, for a personal and profitable way, yeah. I'm going to go Rams. <laughs> all the way. Yeah. Look, I think the Rams pull it out, but I think it will be a very close game. What do you think about the Falcons' season this year? When you handicap and look back at it, three teams from the NFC South make the playoffs. The Falcons had to hold off the Cowboys, the Seahawks, you know, 
teams that people were higher on this year, maybe so more than Atlanta. Um, they're the defending NFC champs, but it seems like nobody's talking about them. Yeah, no, you're right. And just look at the win-loss record that they put up. They were the third team to make it in. Mm-hmm. So that's impressive. I know it's not, you know, the whole new regression was coming. My biggest problem with this offense was the the usage of Julio Jones, and th- that that's my biggest gripe. You you made some good points on Roto Experts that maybe it wasn't as bad as everybody makes it out to be, but Matt Ryan not having one game of three touchdown passes this whole season is he can fix it all this week. Yeah, though. no, he can. He can fix it all this week because I think if any quarterback. In the NFC, can go on a run. Matt Ryan can really too. He is he's capable of doing that. He can this do is a guy that's exactly. Exactly. He <laughs> the no, elite. he's not elite. <laughs> the elite Matt Ryan, Jake. The elite so, Matt Ryan. Somebody tweeted that too. Is early, I, I want to. I think it was Scott Barrett, but they said it was the first time somebody's had fourteen hundred receiving yards and only three touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's really that's the wild. Difference. That going into this week, that was the main difference between him and DeAndre Hopkins. It was the touchdowns and stuff. Are Actually, you? I'm going to look while we're talking about this. The last time, I think, if I'm not mistaken, these two teams played in week 14 last year. Atlanta went out there and beat them down. Obviously, different scenario this time. We got a lot of NFL coaching changes going on now. We'll be discussing that in hour number two. But you look at the job that Sean McVay has coming and done this season. Just so, so much of the reason why. When we hear Jim Swartz, when we hear some of these names that have been retread over and over again, be bold, be innovative like the Rams were last season, I think is the way to go about but it, Matt. One thing I want to say, too, about the Rams, don't, don't sleep on this defense. Okay. This defense has gotten better and better. And when you, have a, you know, when you have one of the best defensive players on this team, they're home. I know it's really not a home field advantage. But it's, no, it's not. But you have to think that people are going to show up for a playoff game. Maybe not. not. <laughs> but... I think you can sit in the lower bowl for forty. College, uh, college football is over out out in Los Angeles, so I'm gonna hope that people show up. And you got Todd Gurley. Maybe they should just play at the Rose Bowl. People will come if they played at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they should. Maybe it'd be meal embarrassing if they played at the Rose Bowl. Though. Like wow. <laughs> I don't know why football in LA is not working. It's interesting to me. It's... Then again, it's not interesting to me because football in LA is not interesting. It's been a co- it's a college football town. Yeah, is really what it is. So, but it has to work there. I, I mean, look, if the Rams, if the Rams can do it this year and say get to the Super Bowl or at least a championship game, I think there's going to be more interest there. They can build on it. They have good young players. They're going in the right direction. So, I think there's a hope. Did you get that stat, Jake? Oh no, I'm still working on it. This is a pro football re- reference, is also, but it's not that quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want well, to know when I get. It. I wanted to come to you, you know. and ask you another question. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Oh, you can ask me another question. I wanted to ask you about this Ram team and their one year turnaround. How impressive you think it was their their one year turnaround of this, of this Ram team? And do you think that they would have a possibility to make it as far as the NFC Championship game if they had to go through Minnesota? I just don't think that they have everything. I think you're asking a lot for a second-year quarterback who is as awful as he was last year. That's for one thing. They do have one of the best running backs in the league, but also if you look at their passing game, you know, Sammy Watkins has been okay. He's definitely been a disappointment from his talent level. It's not anything that he's been wanting there. Robert Woods is okay. But, you know, you look at it, the reason that I say okay is because somebody's getting taken away by Xavier Rose. And mm-hmm. if it's Woods, now you're leaving in a cup who's a rookie and Sammy Watkins who's been inconsistent. They don't have a real tight end threat. They have pieces to be in competition with anybody 
in the NFC. Anybody at all. They could definitely be in competition with them. I just don't know if they have it for this year. I think it's a great story that they made the playoffs, that they're as good as they are. But if I'm – like, put it this way. If they're one and done, I'm not going to call it a disappointment because they've yeah. already succeeded, far surpassed expectations. Big wins on the season from the Rams this year. Definitely went out there and got it done. But no more – maybe no more bigger victory in the NFL this year than them going into Seattle and putting that beat down on the Seahawks. That was very impressive. I think Minnesota might be a little bit too much for this team, I, though. That's, that's the thing. That, that second-week matchup, if they get past Atlanta – in uh, in the previous matchup this year, Minnesota played them, you know, shut them down. Yeah, but you know, maybe they can learn from that. Maybe you know, McVay's seen some things, who changes up some schemes. But that's going to be a tall task. But don't let, let's not forget this though. And I don't know, people don't want to hear narrative and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, they're going to be going up against the Minnesota Vikings. And if you're a Minnesota Viking fan. There's a pit in your stomach <laughs> because this looks this looks like a this looks like it could be a slam dunk. But I think a Saints-Panthers team would be very tough in an in 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 NFC championship. So, Minnesota Viking fans, you've been there and you've been in this spot before. Many times. Matter of fact, you've seen the Saints in the NFC championship game before. This is going to be very hairy moments. And I know narrative is something we don't like to talk about, Jake. But the bottom line is the Minnesota Vikings really don't figure out ways to make it to the Super Bowl. No, but uh, you want another narrative. Case Keenum going against his old team. Let him go. Uh-oh. <laughs> so there you go. Revenge yeah, game. Got <laughs> I, I, I do have the numbers, by the way. What's that? We got him. We found him. Yeah. So it, the, the fact is, it is Julio Jones is the first receiver to ever have 14, since, at least since the Super Bowl. That had 1,400 yards and not at least four touchdowns. By the way, the next closest at four was 1,300 yards to Torrey Holt and Jeff Graham. Ooh. But everybody has five or more after that. He's by far the it's the worst touchdown ratio of anybody for yards to touchdown. I thought you Not were going close. to say that it was Andre Johnson. Because Andre Johnson, I remember having low touchdown Andre numbers. Johnson had 1,405 that year. There you go right there, Andre I mean, Johnson. If I got to turn Julio in a running back... I don't think that's, you know, if we're going to go with the Matt Ryan year two in the offense. Yeah. Are you talking about for, not for playoff drafts, but no, for, for 20. For 2018. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know the turn is what I think you it should one, be. I, I did 1,300 yards because I was trying to find the people right in that conversation as well. You guys both want to take a real quick guess at who has the most touchdowns for anybody over 1,300 yards since the Super Bowl era? The most? The most. Yep. Terrell Owens. You're, you're never going to get it. No, no Terrell Owens is, <laughs> Terrell Owens is, wow. Okay, he's so let's. Let's think obscurity. Yeah. Never <laughs> yeah it's 1,300 and most touchdowns, so at least 1,300 yards. So Terrell Owens only having 1,200-some yards. That, that's why. So you got to remember okay. 1,300 and the most touchdowns. 1,300 yards and the most touchdowns. You said obscure. Think obscure. I'll just throw something crazy out. Like Alvin Harper? Well, that's interesting. No, not Alvin Harper. Um, but this is about as obscure as you um, yeah. Muhammad Massaqua. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Real, number, real number two Massacre. is t- Number two is all he does is catch touchdowns. Is Chris Carter Chris and Rob Carter. Gronkowski. Uh-huh. Rob Gronkowski that year is 1,327, 17 touchdowns. Number one, 1,389 yards, 1,984 for Miami. Mark Clayton. Oh, okay. Clayton and Dupa. The Marks brothers. That was, a, 18 uh, that was a phenomenal year. They put up some numbers. Yep. Numbers Calvin put Johnson up. Des Bryant had 16. That's your boy. Shout out to Des Bryant. He was good. <laughs> we have to work on Dez this offseason. We're going to get Dez right. We need a piece. Opposite. Why am my computer not cutting on? We need a piece. Whoever took Ted first, Finn. First it's a ghost in here. <laughs> Come back from commercial break. I'm going to be down like. Yeah, yeah you're going to be like killed over. <laughs> what the hell? What's going on here? I hope y'all ain't doing nothing to my computer. 
All right, so we got to get this situated. <laughs> so many Rams on this list, by the way, too, but go ahead. I wonder why. From that, oh, from the Ooh, greatest show on turf. Greatest era. show on turf, yeah. Those Isaac Bruce and, oh, Isaac Bruce and Tory Hole are on here multiple times. Shout out to Isaac Bruce and Tory. Shout out to the greatest show on turf. That was fun. I was Super Bowl party that I went to when they um, well when they when they beat Tennessee. Uh, that was an amazing Super Bowl. I needed that guy to get tackled and get the field goal. It was like twenty five grand. We was at I was at a Super Bowl party with everything you can drink. Like it was all everything. After you buy your ticket, it, it was open bar. Me and James Lover, we had the bottle of Hennessy on the table. <laughs> Legit. That's a long time ago, though. I'm well past that now. We come back on the other side. I want to talk some AFC playoffs. And I want to talk about a classic Rose Bowl game last night. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine telephone number to get involved. If you got any kind words in your heart for Ted Finn Jr. and you want to share them with us, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Paying tribute to the late Ted Finn today, two thousand seventeen to two thousand seventeen. <laughs> so there you go, right there. Shout out to everybody. Oh, made it. I thought you said this morning, so you made it to two thousand eighteen, barely. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll give him. Yeah, we're right. Thank you, dear. We'll give him twenty eighteen for Ted Finn Jr. Yeah, we give. We'll say that he went out this morning. So that's when we. That's when we found the corpse of Ted Finn, Matt Medica. So, anybody out there that want to say some kind words for Ted Finn Junior. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. I do like the bottle service you get in here. Today. You like that? Do you see that? You see that? You saw how that went down just now. It's fantasy executive style. Hey, Matt. Let me tell you something. Our buddy, Doctor A, uh, his wife was a Georgia Bulldog alumni. He was out at the Rose Bowl. Dr. A was at the Rose Bowl. Dr. A take four trips out the country <laughs> and then still manages to go to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> you know it's, what I'm saying? It's good to be a doctor. Somebody's downloading that damn app. I'm telling you that, and it's light speed. But Matt Matika, yesterday, double overtime uh, victory for the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, taking, taking out Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma in the um, college football playoff in the Rose Bowl. Fantastic, exciting game, fun game, good times. Uh, shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. That that running, that two back attack is beastly. Yeah, that was an unreal Rose Bowl. Uh, I just hated the way it ended in, in, with that college overtime. You want to do that in the regular season? I still don't like it. But when it's for a shot at the national championship, yeah. we can't play an extra quarter or something like that. Uh, that That's I interesting. That I don't get. But it was it was uh, Oklahoma clammed up. The play calling late into that fourth quarter and in overtime to me, they just totally clammed up. And that's what clammed up. Who happened? I said that's what clammed up. That was the mistake. How do you you have one of the best players in all of college football in all of the nation and you take the ball out of his hands from the game on the line? That made there's Oklahoma deserved to lose that game. That's what you get for doing what they did. It's not Baker Mayfield's fault. It's whoever was the play call, whoever it came down to. Whether it was head coach, offensive coordinator, whoever made the final decision to say, let's start running the ball as much as they did, that's that's all on them. That's the 100% yeah. reason why Oklahoma lost that game. I'm, I'm impressed with one Mr. Baker Mayfield. 
I'm, I'm listen. I haven't really got deep into the study. Like I said, I don't. The, the kid, the USC quarterback. I'm not. That, I, don't, I can't deal with that guy. The the, might not come out anyway. Okay, the UCLA quarterback. To be fair, I haven't seen him. I don't want to say what Mr. Sussman said this morning. <laughs> What's my reason for not liking him? That's not true at all. That, was actually that is funny. not why I do not like the UCLA He's quarterback. The top pick. The UCLA quarterback, Jake. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Okay. Well, are you saying he is or he isn't? I'm sorry. He is. Here's the thing about too about Baker Mayfield, he would be if he was two inches taller. That's really yeah. what it comes down. Like the problem is, see, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, it's his pocket presence. But his pocket presence is already a little bit of an issue at college, and it's only going to escalate. Like Drew Brees is a rarity. You know, like Russell you look Wilson? at Russell Wilson, the same. But Russell Wilson scrambles. Baker Baker Mayfield can run, but he's not due to Russell Wilson's ability. So you have somebody that already struggled. That's the other thing is Drew Brees and Russell Wilson had a pocket presence. Baker Mayfield struggles a little bit with that pocket presence. So you amplify that when you get to the NFL level. And the height does matter. It's sad. It's unfortunate. You know, you're not 6'3", 6'4". Offensive linemen, on average, are 6'6". You just can't see over top of them. Let me, I'm th- I'm, I'll pose this question to both of you first, Matt. Take what Jake said about Baker Mayfield just now. But they, he did put up some big-time numbers against, essentially, an NFL defense. The Georgia Bulldogs, that's an NFL defense. Yes, but it's... I mean, I, w- I want him to be good. I'm the, I, I'm I really the high do. man on Baker Mayfield. I, I want him to be good. I don't know if he's going to be good in, in the NFL. I would still take uh, – I know we all – the motto, the narrative was in the preseason, suck for Sam. <laughs> I still think this kid is the real deal. I st- if, he, if he came out, I would take him one and then Rosen two. And Mayfield, I don't know. Is he like the the twenty eight, like the new millennium version of like a Doug Flutie? Okay, like more enhanced version. Um, I'm I'm a fan of the make, the make the the Mayfield of Baker. Let me say that. <laughs> and Jake, when you look at the fact that he put up big numbers against the Georgia Bulldog defense, which a lot of players on that Georgia Bulldog defense are going to be playing on Sundays in the NFL. Does that Georgia Bulldog defense didn't allow over twenty? It was under twenty points per game. What's up? I said the Georgia Bulldogs defense allowed under 20 points per game. I'm continuing. I'm adding oh, yeah. more to what you're saying. Go yeah. ahead. So, yeah, with that being said, make a, Mayfield put up a big game, nice numbers, against that defense. Would that, when, you, when, you, when you're doing your evaluation, will you take that into consideration? I've taken into consideration the play, period. Like, you look at what he's done. Baker Mayfield, the, the get do a lot of what you want from a quarterback. The issues that I said are one is again the pocket presence. What's going to happen in the NFL? I have legitimate concerns about that. As a lot of co- this is the reason why he's not in the conversation for the number one pick. You add two or three inches to him, he's in the conversation okay. for the number one pick in the draft, despite his pocket issues. Because pocket issues is something you can learn and be more. I'd rather that be an issue than to have Sam Darnold's issue, which is the fact that you got this sweeping motion from his throwing. This part of the reason he has so many fumbles. It's not just the interceptions. It's the fumbles because the ball gets batted out of his hands so much. You're going to have these edge rushers at the NFL level with these seven-foot seven wingspans coming after you. That, that fumbling issue is going to be a huge – somebody needs to fix that. And I'd rather have it be the fact of get a pocket presence than somebody fixing their arm motion like Tim Tebow. So – I'd rather deal with that, but the, the, again, the pocket presence is going to be a concern. So I, I, I can just see Slick Willie now. I can just see Slick Willie, Hugh Jackson, right now. Like, listen, 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 listen. I can fix it for you. Snake <laughs> <laughs> charmer, the snake's coming out. <laughs> so, Jake, as a Giant fan, number two pick, Rosen's there. You want him, right? 
Of all the quarterbacks, I do. But at the same time, man, people keep asking me, it's like, as a Giants fan, what do you want? I was like, I wanted to do what the 49ers did last year. This is why I wanted the number two pick for the Giants so much. That number two pick holds so much value because whether or not the Browns go quarterback number one, there's probably going to be quarterback, quarterback this year. And if the yep. Browns don't go quarterback number one, everybody's there but somebody's going to pay that price to jump up like the like the bears did last year and the bears if you remember were very close to the number two pick it wasn't that big of a jump so if you get somebody around seven eight nine jumping up to number two the giants have a lot of issues where i could see them falling back maybe they take mayfield and with one of the additional picks they address the offensive line and the linebackers anything else that they need so i'd rather see them trade back and what was interesting on Sunday, the Giants winning, the Colts winning, like neither team wanted to. Oh, gosh. Wanted. I was such a Colts fan on Sunday. I was such a huge Colts fan. All right. All right this is from our guy, Joe Lisi. He joins the program every now and then. You hear him on college football talking this thing on Saturday. He tweeted this to me this morning. Everyone talking Saquon and Darius guys for NFL, but Sony Michelle will be an elite NFL running back. He could be utilized in the slot, Wildcat on screens and in space. He was the difference tonight versus OU. Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle are all in, kid. These are names that will be on fantasy football rosters in 2018. They did a fabulous job last night. They did. And you know what's so funny about it is, you know, talk fantasy purposes. I'm going to go back to the Ezekiel Elliott thing. And Ezekiel Elliott, as soon as he was drafted by the Cowboys, said top five running back. You're like, oh, how can he be a top five running back? He's never played it down in the NFL. And then all since then, because of the running back success that we've seen, you know, I tweet out, you look at the running back depth this year in this draft class. You thought last year was good. This year is ridiculous. And this is why you don't draft the running back. You hear Jim Ursay talk about drafting the running back. You don't draft the running back at the top ten, especially in this draft class for what you could get and one of them is Sony Michelle but uh, you know all of a sudden now everybody's coming back oh look at all these look at what Zeke's done look at last year with Leonard Fournette they, you gotta take somebody like Saquon Barkley and like no you don't you don't need to take Barkley because you have all these options if Michelle ends up on a team and they use him like Kamara's being used with the Saints mm, fantasy wise you're gonna be exceptionally happy now here's the thing Matt Medica watching these running backs watching that game watching college football yesterday there's a lot of running back talent at the college football level that's getting ready to push in the NFL. No, there is. I just, like, I'm looking at Cleveland. Like, say Cleveland keeps uh, Josh Gordon. They take whoever they think is the franchise quarterback at one. I know a lot of people have Minka Fitzpatrick going to them at four. Yeah. But, would I mean, I know we don't want to take a running back because it's so deep. But Barkley's not a consideration at four. I think the guy can do it. I would it's okay. This is. I know I'm about to get ridiculed for saying this. They got Isaiah Crowell. They can't use him. But it, I mean, no, also, I just. Is, I was is just, Crowell a free agent too? Isaiah Crowell is a free agent. Thank yeah. God. It's just they're t- they're picking at the top of the second round. They can't get any mm. of the ones that are going to still be there in the second round. I mean, Michelle will probably still be there. Heck, both of them. I mean, Chubb and Michelle might be there. It's just the fact that, like, I love Barkley. I, I've I've got a record at the beginning of this season last year. And I'm going to keep saying it. I said he's the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. So. I'm with that. I'm I'm a fan of his. But when you're talking about, if you want to talk about a real-life NFL team and if I'm the Browns, I'm just not doing that. More for, I, I'm with you, Matt, and the talent. Like, I don't have a problem taking them. I'd rather see the Giants do it than the Browns because it would be like a Cowboys thing. Like, if you're a piece or two away and you can make that quick turnaround, yeah. okay, no problem, go for it. The Browns are at least two or three years away from competing. Adding that piece, you're going to waste two years of the best running back, and that's that's why I'm I'm a little bit different on that. Yeah, I and mean, one thing I'll say, look, I, I get it. We we don't want to take the running backs, but if if you knew in that draft what Le'Veon Bell was going to be, mm-hmm. where does Le'Veon Bell go in that draft? If looking back, he would have went one. No doubt, that's true. You, 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 Le'Veon Bell had to remake himself when he came out of college. Yeah, no, though. Oh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell was a fat boy. 
I, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I, I know everybody, like, ridicules teams for mm-hmm. taking. Fournette was the right call for Jacksonville. That had a defense put in place. Uh, Zeke for the Cowboys. And so, that's, yeah, but see, I'll, I'll give you that. One. Hold on to the Zeke thing. I'll give you this. A lot of Cowboys fans started tweeting me in agreement of the whole thing about the Barkley yesterday, and this is the perfect one I gave. I said, would you rather have Zeke or and – No, oh. no, well, it's not even just that. Zeke and I forget your fifth round pick this year. I tweeted out yesterday, and now I forgot his name already because he's insignificant. So would you rather have Zeke? Oh, it was the fourth round pick. Is Zeke and that guy, or Jalen Ramsey and Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard went in the fifth round. See, then that, and that's the way that you or can look. But, even, even Ramsey and and Kenyon Drake who went in the third round. But see, none of those guys are generational talents like Ezekiel Elliott is. But you look at the success that the running backs had when Zeke was gone. It wasn't Ezekiel Elliott level, but there was plenty of success had. And you tell me that Jordan Howard wouldn't even look at close to Ezekiel Elliott behind that offensive line in that offense? But look at the team when Zeke was out. I mean, the quarterback who we were all, like, everybody was falling but along with young kids. I understand. But, then but from, the running backs still produced, not and the then, quarterbacks. And then you look at it. Then you look at what Jalen Ramsey could have brought to that team. A shutdown corner for a team that struggles on defense. So, interesting to see how it plays out. It is the way it is. I'm fine with Ezekiel Elliott as a speaker of Cowboys fans. When we come back on the other side, Alabama Crimson Tide <laughs> headed back to the national championship. We tell you how you got how they got there. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Maybe we get a chance to talk to Dr. A this week Or maybe one of you gentlemen know Maybe somebody on the fourth floor know When is Isaiah Thomas set to um, make his debut for the Cleveland Cavaliers? I think that might be I thought it was the next game Tonight, he will make his debut tonight So there you go right yeah, there Yeah, you know, last Thursday it was posted Then it's the weekend Okay so Isaiah Thomas makes his Cleveland Cavalier debut tonight. That team is rolling. They're playing good ball right now. And uh, but do believe tomorrow night they have the Boston Celtics. He's not going to play oh. tomorrow, Isaiah Thomas. Breaking right. news. Breaking before. news in my ear from Bill's Mafia. Oh, Come off hearts. the bench <laughs> against Portland tonight. Okay. Come off the bench. All right, so there you go right there. I, I never root for the Celtics. Yeah. I, I'm rooting for them this year to beat LeBron. Okay, that would be interesting to see if that happens. I don't know why. I'm just rooting for Kyrie and stuff now. Uh, amazing business move by Kyrie Irving. Do that not was. let that – do not do let, let LeBron James LeBron James you. <laughs> let, he was getting ready to set you sit up, and now they run the promo for it. I was getting ready to hand him the keys. Yeah, because you was going to go somewhere else. <laughs> You're not fooling nobody. I was getting ready to hand him the keys. Speaking of handling the keys, Deshaun Watson handed over the keys to the Clemson Tide. I mean, excuse me, to the Clemson Tide, the Clemson Tigers, excuse me, to uh, Mr. <laughs> Kelly Bryant. And, Jake, I just feel as if that was the difference. Did Alabama, with that kind of time off, coming off that loss, it, Clemson did the best they could, a good Clemson football team, but without. The playmakers of Mike Williams and Deshaun Watson, really difficult to go up against that Alabama team last night. 
Oh, absolutely. Hey, you, you see all the difference that you can make with the quarterback is that Sean Watson would made a significant impact in that game. And I don't know that they necessarily win that game. I think there's a good chance that they do. But because you look at the rest of the Clemson roster, look, they also did have Wayne Gallman. Not that Wayne Gallman's lighting up, but you saw some of the burst and ability that he has for the Giants down the stretch, the all-around great running back that he is. They don't have a ton of wide receiver talent. There's, you know, you look at what they did last year, you can say, hey, yeah, Deshaun Watson made that. Like, yeah, Renfro, like, Hunter Renfro, every time I see Hunter Renfro, I just think, oh, the baseball player is ten times better. <laughs> but if you look at it, the fact is, it just, there's just not a lot of talent left on that team. For what they did this year, I'm surprised that they only had one loss. Alabama, NFL defense, pro-style running game, too much to handle for the team with a young quarterback. Yeah, no, it was. I did want to see Bama versus Oklahoma. That's not that would have been the game. Yep. Yeah. But speaking of, uh, since we mentioned Wayne Goldman and like giant running backs, yeah. how about a shout out to Owens Darkwar? I think he needed like 153 yards to yeah. get yep. a bonus. And he got like 154. Nice. He's nice season strong. Nice job by Owens Darkwar. How um, crazy is that? That is <laughs> the wild. one yard. And it was like a huge bonus for him, too. Nice. It was like a three, was it 300, 250,000? Yeah, it was like at least that. 250. Yeah, good <laughs> job. Go get the bag, Orleans Darkwar. Hey, um, I saw Deshaun Watson on the sideline um, last night. I didn't really talking get this. Talking to Tebow. Yeah, talking to Tebow. Was he, did, did, was he crutches, uh, walking, anything on his knee, anything? Anybody see that, or was he just regular? Uh, Nobody saw I that much? Think, well, you couldn't see if anything was on his knee, but he wasn't walking on crutches. He okay. was just standing there. Fine. But I don't know if there was anything underneath the, okay. the pants. or I would assume he has something still on his knee at this point. Oh, there's one. And hopefully he, is, well, he, he wasn't in the wheelchair. <laughs> so there you go right there. Bill that O'Brien's is the good like, news. I love you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thank you for saving my job. Speaking of jobs getting saved, uh, Black Monday, well, Black Sunday now. They just, it wasn't as bad as it was. Yeah. It was supposed to be. Oh, let me let me tell you something. The the Del Rio came out to his press conference and like I'm not gonna be the coach next year. <laughs> it's like they just they told me this morning, they told me to tell y'all, had to fire myself right here. But um and I went number two of the program, we'll get into this coaching changes and break down the coaching changes and talk about some of the guys that could be hired on the guys that's in this year's coaching cycle, talk about these jobs that are opened up, which job may be the best. Which coach did not deserve to get hired, fired, in my opinion? That being Jim Caldwell with the Detroit Lions and all the good stuff that goes around it. Don't, don't show me that on Sunday. Tony said it best. The NFL is like the only thing, the only place where you root for people to lose their job. You're like, yeah, he's fired. They're not even my team. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why am I so invested in this man losing his job? We'll start to break that down when we come back. Plus, look at the AFC playoffs. It's fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY Radio.